Hello, and welcome to You Want the Tea, We Got the Facts podcast, where we bring research-based information through programs and outreach to help improve the quality of life for individuals and families throughout Northwest Georgia. We are your hosts and family and consumer science agents, Victoria Presnell and Angelica Davis. Here, we'll discuss trending topics centered around nutrition, family, health, and finances to help individuals and families thrive. Hey, Victoria. Hey, Angelica. What's going on in Bartow? Oh, you know, canning classes, prevent diabetes classes, you know, just staying busy. How about you and Carol? It's been good. We are having livestock camp this week. So I have been in the kitchen all week. So it's been fun, though. Um, It's been good. We've also had our canning classes as well um, that have been really packed out and good and going great. So I've been thankful for that. But I have been um, excited about recording this episode because we're talking about something a little different than we usually talk about. But I think it's a need um, in the community. So you want to tell them about our topic? Yes, our topic, our wonderful title as well. Like, what's in (laughs) your wallet, honey? (laughs) I need this podcast topic, I think, more than anybody else. Oh, my gosh. I think we all do just because of how expensive, you know, cost of living is getting and food and, you know, and we we all like and want nice things. Correct. Yes. um, You know, we all want to we're buying houses and cars and all the different things. But, you know, you can't do that without a good credit, credit yes. rating or credit score. So yes. that's what we're going to be talking about today, a little bit about your credit score and, you know, how we can start budgeting and how we can pretty much know what a credit score is and what a credit report is. So we're going to talk about that um, today just to kind of give you a little bit of a rundown and where you can find some good resources for information. Yes. And I think it's good to go back to the basics when it comes to finances, because people can get very, I know with myself personally, we can get very overwhelmed with finances, thinking about a budget, thinking about credit and loans and how you buy this and how you buy that and credit cards and what's a good credit card, what's a bad credit card. And so I think it's good to get back to the basics of the very simple parts of finances, as well as, you know, those things that you may never have even known um, that you're going to talk about today. So I'm very excited about this and what you have to tell us. Oh, yeah. So um, I guess what we probably just need to start with is just the basic of um, what is credit or what is a credit score? So we hear a lot about it. Um, You hear a lot with the difference between what is a credit report, what is a credit score, what is a credit uh, freeze, credit monitoring, um, and what does it mean for you? So, um, and it matters because it affects your ability to get a loan, a job sometimes, definitely a house, insurance, and so many other of the necessities that we need in order to be successful or in, in, in order for us to thrive. So it's important mm-hmm. to know what your credit is and how you should protect it because it is yours. You need to protect what's yours. Absolutely. So um, first, let's start off. What is a credit score? So according to um, Equifax.com, 
a credit score is a three-digit number, typically between 300, maybe to 850. Um, and it is designed to represent your credit risk, meaning the likelihood of you paying your bills. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. Because we all got them. <laughs> right. Yes. So, uh, in general, if you have a higher credit score or, an, or in order to get a higher credit score, it, need to, it needs to represent how often you're paying your bills, um, if you're paying them on time, and actually how um, these good habits that you have on paying your bills. So that's basically what your credit entails of. And I know there's some, you know, myths out there about your credit, which we'll have that towards the end when we talk a little about the T when it comes down to credit. But the gist of it is how you pay your bills, if you're paying them on time and how long you've actually had certain bills. Because sometimes right. you can have them for a long period of time which is good as long as you're making your monthly payments and you're making them on time. But then sometimes it depends on that particular bill on, and if you've had it just too long. Right. So we talk about that as well. Wonderful. Um, well, I'm excited about this as well because I just had to get a new car, which we talked about um, yeah. because mine was done for and my credit came into play with it. And I think that we don't really think about our credit that much unless it's yeah. time to use it. And then we're like, man, what, what is my credit and how do I get it better? But I did get an A plus plus for my credit. Yay. The car dealership. So I felt like kind of like a nerd, but I was like, you know what? That just made my entire year that I was told that. So, And you know what? There's nothing like, you know, going to a car lot, picking out what you actually want and the, right. the dealer actually saying, Oh, you got good credit. You can get whatever you want. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. But then sometimes, you know, when you get whatever you want, it can kind of mess you up without it can. budgeting. It's so <laughs> very much so. And then, you know, even though you can get whatever you want, you also have to look at your finances and see, okay, I want that, you know, Ferrari, but can <laughs> I afford those monthly payments? Yeah. That's another part, because you can have good credit, but that don't mean that paycheck is going to cover it. So um, right. budgeting as well. We need to know our know where our limits are and living within our means. So, right. but going back to, you know, credit, there are three different types or three different main types of credit that we want to talk about. One is revolving. Another one is installment. And the other one is open. So when we're talking about like revolving credit, this is the most common one. And they're typically associated with your credit accounts that you might have. So it's a line of credit that you can borrow from freely as a cap or um, it has a cap or a known credit limit. So this is typically like some of your credit cards that you would apply for, um, maybe even like a store credit card because there's a limit. Some of them will say you'll have a limit of 1500 or 2000 or 5000 um, This typically can refer also to like home equity loans as well, because there's a limit there as well. And it usually requires a monthly payment and interest charges if you carry a balance. So this is the most common one. And I feel like by this being the most common one, this one can also mess up a lot of people because, yeah. um, because of the interest charge. And we mm -hmm. have to understand whenever you owe some money, there's interest. Always. Those people want their money too, plus some. So yes, <laughs> you have to remember that. So that's the revolving credit. That's the most common one. 
Another common type is the um, installment credit. So this one, it refers to a loan for a set amount of money with a fixed regularly occurring repayment schedule. So this includes like your student loan payments. It can be your mortgage payment with your, um, with your house or your home and even your car loan payments and, or even personal loans. So um, I think this one is very common just by saying student loans. Mm -hmm. um, just because you've taken out a certain amount, but it is it comes with a fixed amount um, that you have to pay every um, month or so. So right. that one within itself. Now, some of those, um, the interest rate might not be as high, but maybe right. with a personal loan, the personal loans can get kind of expensive. So uh, with the interest rate. So again, that one is more common as well. Um, the less common one is like a um, open credit. And you might not see this too much, but a lot of people don't see it on their credit reports that much either. But an open credit refers to accounts that you can borrow from up to a maximum amount. So it's like a credit card, but you have to pay it back in full each month. Really? Yeah. I don't know much about that one. That one is not as common. We don't see it as much. Sometimes it depends on the type of credit card that you might have. Um, or it could be just, you know, some type of loan that you've taken out, but they will give you a certain amount that you have to pay back in full every month. And that will be, um, you know, provided to you once you take out that particular loan or credit card, it will be within the statements. Interesting. Okay. So we don't see that one as much, but this one is out there. So th these are the three types revolving installment and the open credit. Right. And so you'll see all of those, mainly the first two on your credit reports when you pull those credit reports. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it later, but a little bit about, you know, how many times can I check my credit score? So, um, and what, yeah, we definitely will talk about that later. There are different reports that you can pull that are actually free and they won't hurt you, your credit. Um, and, there are scams out there. I have to warn people about that as well, because you'll just click on something on the internet and they'll say, oh, free credit reporting. And it's not really, it's actually, you know, putting a hard inquiry on your account. So you have to be very mindful about that. Um, but we'll talk about that, how often you need to pull it in just a few seconds. Wonderful. Well, I think it's great to know about credit, but you know, the one question everyone always has is, how to raise your credit. <laughs> right. So we've been in these situations where something has hurt our credit and we go to wanting to buy something or just getting it up. And then the famous question is, okay, so what do I need to do to raise my credit? Right. So, um, and I feel like too, it can be a little bit of an embarrassing question too, because yep. a lot of people, you know, credit, your credit score is actually your own personal information. You know, a lot of times people, they don't even want their own parents knowing what their credit score is. So it's a very, it's a very personal situation and it's different too, especially if you don't have any credit. So right. I feel like raising your credit and, you know, building your credit should be about the same thing. So there are a few things that you can do. Um, one is your payment history. So this makes up the biggest part of your credit report um, or your credit score. Um, and it's so because it's, it's important to make your payments on time each month, if at all possible. So your payment history is a huge part of that. So even if you took out like a, a little credit card, like from a store credit card, like if it was JCPenney or if it was, you know, someone like Kohl's, if you qualify and you take that out, 
make a very small purchase and pay it right back. That in turn helps your credit score so much if you're able to do that or if you're able to do it before the bill is due. Um, That way you're paying it on time and it's consistent. So that is the payment history is the biggest part. So late payments can haunt your credit score for up to seven years. Wow, that's a long time. It's a Mm -hmm. long time. And especially even, and a lot of times people say, oh, I only missed one payment. Yeah, you missed one payment, but it kind of puts, you know, drops your credit score a few points as well. So be mindful if you can move a little bit of money around so you are able to make those monthly payments and make them on time because, um, and this is information that we've gotten from Equifax and Credit Karma as well, that that late payment will stay on your credit history for at least seven years. So be mindful of that. I have to stop you real quick because this was yeah. hilarious. I've always, my grandparents had talked about this and then I thought it was hilarious just thinking about it, but treating your credit or like a payment, like a relationship, you know, and you do something to mess up that relationship one time Mm -hmm. and no, it's just one time, but that trust is now broken. It is broken. (laughs) And now they're like, "Mm, you really need to work on it before we trust you fully again, because what if you make another late payment? So always look at it like that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then a lot of people, you know, you can't see your bills as if it's somebody else's problems because you're the one who took out the credit card or you are the one who is using the lights in your apartment or your home. So you have to take responsibility and accountability for your actions. All right, mama. We gotta, I'm just saying, we got to pay for the stuff. Ain't nothing free. <laughs> that is funny. But yeah. But uh, so another factor that affects your credit score is credit usage or how the banks will say it is credit utilization. So with that, this measures how much of your available credit you tap into at any given time. So experts recommend that you keep this less to 30%. So that means, okay, say for instance, you've you know, taken out a credit card and then you put some more money on another credit card. All right, you need to slow down because <laughs> 30% is pump the brakes. You're using your credit a little bit too much. Um, or even if you, you know, like we did, we bought a house and then you turn around and purchase a car. All right, slow down. <laughs> That's enough. That's actually over that 30% utilization. So <laughs> I think it's good um, when you kind of pace yourself when you're using right. it. And my mother always told me, you know, pay one thing off at a time and you choose your battles. Um, put one thing on one credit card, pay that credit card off. And if you got another one, Try not to use it. Try to only use it in emergencies. Right. We've both been through this experience when you're buying a house. Mm-hmm. You're using your credit at all until no. you sign the ink on that dotted, those dotted lines. Yeah. <laughs> those keywords. <laughs> so that be careful so yeah. if you feel like you're using your credit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, another factor is your length of credit history. So this has some impact on your credit, but not as much as you would think. Um, this factor um, pretty much tells you the ages of your oldest and your newest credit card accounts, as well as the average age of your accounts. So the older your credit, the better, because it shows lenders you have more experience managing your credit. Right. So like, for instance, my JCPenney card, I had <laughs> that card since I was 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I, I am in my thirties now. <laughs> close to me. I think the closest one's like an hour away. What J.C. Penny? Yeah, you have a J.C. Penny close to you, girl. You know they they keep closing them down everywhere, but um. So it sounds like it's time to close Kennesaw, the credit card. So it is about 30, 35, 40 minutes away. Okay. So it's not too bad. But, you know, online, online shopping, which oh. is dangerous. But dangerous. that is my oldest credit card. But there's nothing on that credit card. Right. But that line of credit is still open. And it helps so you. So it helps you. So just because you have a credit card, that does not mean you have to be tempted to use it. Just put it in the back of your wallet and forget about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so right. that is one way to pretty much continue to build your credit. It's just have a card and just have it there. You don't have to use it. You can get all the letters in the mail that you want to. Oh, you get 30% off if you use it, if you use your card. You get 50% off if you use your card. Just that's junk mail. You don't need it. Throw it in the trash. Junk mail. That's what you think. <laughs> that's how I feel whenever I go into TJ Maxx. It never fails. They're gonna ask me if I want to qualify. And you know how tempted I am every single day. Yes, I but the Lord is good. He is, and you, the trash can is too. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about something called credit mix. So credit mix has a small impact on your credit, uh, but this looks at the different types of credit that you borrow. So lenders want to see that you can balance revolving accounts like credit cards with installment accounts like mortgages, student loans auto loans, or even your personal loans. So just having a mix. You don't always have to have just store credit cards. Um, Maybe it could be you mixing in a student loan here or there, um, a mortgage payment. It could even be like an auto payment. So um, just having a mix, it doesn't have to be a lot because Mm -hmm. we don't want to, again, we don't want to continue to use our credit constantly, but just a little bit of a mix, a little razzle-dazzle on your credit report um, that helps just a little bit as well. Um, and then the last thing is your recent credit. So it has a small impact on your credit report, but it does have an impact. Um, this tracks the applications you file for things like new credit cards and personal loans with hard increase. Um, the fewer, the better. So like I said, you want to use your credit very sparingly, but say for instance, you're moving and you're applying for an apartment and they need to know your credit score. That's a hard inquiry. And um, the lenders are looking at that. But if you get approved, they're saying, okay, so she's being a little bit more consistent and you stay at their apartment for a year, maybe two. That's just showing how long that you actually kept up with your, you know, apartment, your um, rent every month. And it's just a hard inquiry that's been on there for a minute. So that's how you build it. You do one or two little things at a time over a long period of time. And that's how you would build your credit. Right. Well, I think those are great things um, to remember. And like you said, it can be a very personal thing, but you don't always have to like put it out there, you know, out in the public that you need to raise your credit score, but just finding somebody to talk to that maybe you, you know, that I think having a mentor in this area, um, Mm -hmm. not like a professional one, but just somebody that you trust to talk about your finances is always always important um, because finances can get super lonely and super stressful very quickly. Right. And I I know a lot of people, if you're like me, you're not a math person. Um, so right. it's always good to potentially have a math person in your life. Like, uh, you know, my husband, he's, he loves numbers. He's a math person. 
Um, and even my best friend, she has, you know, a degree in business. Um, she's a, she has a doctor in business. So she, you know, numbers is her thing. My mama for years, you know, she was financial aid administrator. Numbers were her thing. So right. just having someone close to you that you feel like you can trust um, mm-hmm. on a personal level to kind of, you know, give you a little bit of tidbit here and there, some guidance right. to kind of help you out that that takes it a long way. Right, right, right. Um, so I think those are great things that you kind of discussed. Um, there were some good reminders for me as well, but I think we can discuss a little bit about just best practices to improve mm-hmm. your credit, um, and just things to keep in mind as well. And then maybe we can talk a little bit about how to, how to find your credit. Right. So, um, I think the number one way or the best practice for me is to build a credit file. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, what's that? That means I got to sit down and do this and do that. Um, well, in reality, in order to know what all you're paying, you do need to take the time out to sit down and figure out what all bills that you have mm-hmm. and all credit, you know, all credit reports that you have. So the best way to do that is to um, have a good track record um, and then also write things down have of what's open and active currently. Um, now, say, for instance, like my JCPenney card. Yeah, it's open, but it's not active. I don't have an account balance on there. So I'm not going right. to count that. But definitely, if you have a house mortgage, um, if you have if you're paying rent, if you're paying, you know, your water bill, power bill, all the different things, you need to have a list of the multiple things that you are writing um, or that you're paying on every month. And then um, these can include there's some different resources out there, but um there's a credit builder thing that you can do online. This is through um, Experian.com. Um, and then they can tell you the difference between your different cards that you might have. There are things that are called secured cards that um, start out having a low score. If you have a low score, you can use these um, secure credit cards. Um, and then there's some that will give you rewards if you're using them. So sometimes you can consolidate your different loans onto one particular credit card because then you can get points or rewards on some of these things. Right. Um, so that helps a lot. And then you can get added as an authorized user on someone else's credit card that can help, but you just have to make sure that they remain responsible for the right. payments. Um, so if it's somebody that you feel like you trust 100%, like your spouse or whoever, you can also co-sign or be on that person's um, be an authorized user. But building a credit file means that you're holding yourself accountable. So you're writing down what you have, um, knowing the difference with your different credit cards, whether it's a security Mm -hmm. card, if it's a rewards card. Um, And then some other things is if if you are down as someone's um, co-signer, I would put that down as well because there could be a potential where you might have to, you know, make a payment if they miss. So be very mindful of that as well. And, and again, be mindful of who you are co-signing for. Um, and then I've, I've said this before, but another great um, way to improve your credit is just don't miss a payment. You know, even if you yes. have to move money around, try not to miss a payment, especially a credit card payment, because those collect interest and there's a late fee. They don't tell yes. you about the late fee. It's in the fine print and the paperwork. But there is a late fee. <laughs> I think this one needs to be highlighted with an exclamation point. Don't miss yes. a payment. <laughs> Do not miss a payment. Uh, and the best uh, tidbit that was on Experian was that you need to make sure that you don't miss a loan or credit card payment by more than 29 days. 
Mm. Payments are at least 30 days late, can be reported to the credit bureau and hurt your credit score. So 29 days. You have to be able to get that calendar out. Do old school. Count the days on the calendar <laughs> and count those 29 days. Because you know, I won't get so stressed about payments. I'll be the one that pays it like two days early, screenshot the confirmation. Yeah. And have it you, if you like my husband, you'll pay it twice in one month. You forgot you paid it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. I, yeah. I'm so scared I'm going to miss a payment. Yeah, but it's always good to have a checklist. And, you know, we use our phones a lot for a lot of different things. We use it for social media. Why not use your phone to help you budget and balance a lot of things in your life? Even if it's just a checklist, because what I have is in my note section, I have, you know, monthly bills and I have a checklist and every month I clear it out at the beginning of every month. And then I put a check mark or put an X through what I have actually paid. That way right. I'm actually I'm able to keep up with my bills. But then when something is completely paid off, it is taken completely off. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, my personality type. I have to have a checklist or something I can check off. And that is what I do every month. So right. just having what works for you. Yes. That might not work for everybody, but, you know, whatever works best for you, I feel like that would be a great way to keep up with you know, your financial situation and even keeping up with those credit cards, making sure you're able to pay those off every month. Right, right, right. Yep. Um, and then again, catch up on past due accounts. Again, like I said before, those um, reports can stay, those um, inquiries can stay on your report for up to seven years if you have made late payments. So be mindful of that. Um, another way is um, pay down revolving account balances. So if you're not behind on your bills, having a high balance on revolving credit accounts can lead to high credit utilization rates and hurt your score. So again, with those credit cards, knowing the type of credit cards that you have, um, that's why it's always best, you know, pick your battles with your credit cards and figure out which one that needs to be paid off the most because interest rate, they collect those late payments, they collect but then also it can be put on your credit report and can increase your credit utilization rate. Right, right. It can knock it down some. So be mindful of that. Um, And then lastly, limit how often you apply for new cards. If you know your credit score is already in a fragile state, try not to take out any new cards or apply for any new loans until you're able to pay off some other things. Um, that's just the best way I can tell you on that one. Um, on Experian, there are some different things on here that they have some recommendations. Um, but it says when you, while you may need to open accounts to build your credit file, you generally want to limit how often you submit credit card applications. Each application can lead to a hard inquiry, which may hurt your score a little, but inquiries can add up to have a compounding effect on your credit score. So if you're opening up a new account, it will also decrease your average age of accounts, and that could also hurt your score as well. So one exception is when you're rate um, shopping for certain types of loans, such as an auto loan or a mortgage. Credit scoring models re- re- um, recognizes that rate shopping isn't risky behavior and may ignore some inquiries if they occur within the span of a couple of weeks. So just be mindful when you are going through your credit report or even if you know your credit score and you're kind of like on that limit, be mindful of the different things that you're trying to apply for. Just calm down for a little bit, pay some things off. Take a breath. Take a breath. It's okay. <laughs> and then try again in like a month or two. 
Right. Give yourself some time. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think those are, taxes. Yeah, I was going to say, I think those are great things just to kind of go by and just remember. Um, I was going to go over some resources that we have and some apps, budgeting apps that kind of help your, you know, you're talking about using your notes on your phone. And I think that's great. I use my notes app a lot too, but there are um, free apps out there for finances. I will say rocket money. It is a, uh, you do subscribe to it, but I will say that's probably the best app I have found so far in the finance world for me because I have, gotten so many subscriptions um Mm -hmm. you know you have all your Netflix and Hulu and then you subscribe to these random things that you forgot to lose or stop the seven-day free trial and you have all this money and you sometimes don't know where it's coming out so Rocket Money kind of brings everything together for you and shows you exactly where you're spending your money you know is your spending going up is your spending going down this month how much money have you spent um and where is it what is it looking like so that app is great. I know there's other ones like Every Dollar, uh, Mint, and then some people just use Google Sheets, yeah. um, which I think, like you said, you can really do back to the basics when it comes to budgeting. You don't have to get very fancy. It can literally be what you bring in and what are you taking out? You know, there's right. two things. It's what you're spending and what you're paying um, or what you're bringing in. So yeah, um, either also- using, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, a lot of us do online banking as well. So I feel like utilizing your, you know, app on your phone, mm-hmm. a lot of people, instead of actually going through their checkbook and balancing the checkbook, you know, that's old school, but actually going through what you're spending on mm-hmm. your um your statements that you get, that you can just pull up online on your auto banking, your online banking, and yeah. just looking at, you know, majority of what you're spending and the credit card. Did you make your credit card payment? Like some people do checks and balances that way as well. So that is an option. And we don't want to rule that out because some people do use their online banking. Right. Right. Um, And so you want to talk a little bit before we get into the tea, which the tea (laughs) today, we have to forewarn everyone. It's not ice and hot tea. (laughs) It's just a little lukewarm tea today because we are talking about finances. Um, But I do have something to tell you that I hadn't haven't mentioned to you yet, which I think you're going to be like, what? So it is a little bit of tea for you. (laughs) Well, a lot of people ask all the time, well, how do I order a free annual credit report? So um, there are three nationwide bureaus, credit bureaus. There's Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Um, They have centralized websites, toll-free numbers, and mailing addresses. So you can order your free annual reports in one place. So you asked before, how often should I pull my credit report? It's an annual thing. You don't want to pull it too often because just like anything else, um, it, your credit score constantly changes. And that is based off of your you know, past payment histories, how often you're making hard inquiries on your credit score. Um, so that comes different times of the year. But I will pick a really good time of the year for yourself. It can be at the very beginning of the year. Or it can honestly be, you know, middle of the year, but needs to be just one time a year that you pull your annual credit report. So um, the one that I found where you don't have to contact the three credit bureaus individually, um, there's the um, these are the only ways to order your free credit reports. So you can visit annualcreditreport.com or there's a um, 1-800 toll-free number, the one 322 8228 
and we could probably link this on our um yeah our facebook page and our website um or you can complete the annual credit report request form and mail it to the annual credit report request service um that's in atlanta and we have the p.o box here as well um the only website is the annual annualcreditreport.com is authorized to fill orders for the free annual credit reports that you are entitled to buy, that you are entitled to by law. So by law, you are able to get a free credit report every year through this website, or you can mail it in. But we'll link all of that to our Facebook page and our website for you guys. Yes. And I think before the last thing, before we talk about the tea is Financial advisors, I know I've gotten calls here in my office about where can I get a financial advisor? Where can I get help? Um, mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about your banks and what they've done? Oh, yeah. So um, th- I will say word of mouth is the best way to learn about a, um, a financial advisor. The best way I found our, fit, our, our financial advisor was actually through um, some work friends um, they actually used this person and he came to the house, no charge at all, which a lot, of, that's one of the key things. A lot of people think financial advisors are expensive. They are not at all. They're here to help um, and they get paid by a different type of commission. Each It just depends on what organization that they're with. Um, but I will say to consulting with various um, banking establishments, like I know Regions, Regions Bank, they have financial advisors. Um, most of your major banks will, um, PNC, um, there's some other ones out there. Just consult with whoever you're banking with, even the credit unions, you guys. Um, credit unions actually help a lot um, because one, they actually have credit cards with lower interest rates, but they also have different perks that you can also um, have through them as well. So if you bank through a credit union, um, just going into their office, and I know now you have to set an appointment but you can also set an appointment with your bank to, to discuss financial advisement. So right. there are some different, you know, resources for you. Um, and then, of course, you know, most people that, you know, if you know people that have a little bit of money, they probably have financial advisors and you can just ask them and right. they'll be free to, you know, share the share the knowledge because that's how people get paid is through word of mouth um, and then, you know, representation through the community. Right. A lot of these um, companies will actually come and do free classes, which, you know, I kind of did that at the beginning of the year with our financial advisor. He actually provided some financial um, literacy education for the community um, at no charge because, you know, they all kind of have to get the word out about their business. Right. Right. Um, so the fun part to end our episode, talk about the tea that we found. Um, <laughs> I think. The funniest, I have to say this, and I don't say this is scary, but I will tell you that it literally kind of scared me. And I was like, what in the world? So I always go back to TikTok because, you know, whatever. Um, I'm it's not TikTok University, honey. You always got to go back to TikTok. <laughs> um, this girl or this lady, I should say, probably in her 20s, she got court ordered for forgetting about her credit card so she ended up having to go to court against the credit card company because she was in college she racked up on a credit card to help her through college totally forgot about it and I saw one of the comments that was like I sleep over my credit card <laughs> I forget about it 
And I was like, say, not sleep. Um, so she forgot about it and she oh, had to go to court and they ended up having like, they were like, we're getting our money for somehow, some way. And so she ended up having to go to court. She was terrified. Oh my gosh. She was so, and her husband was like, how in the world did you forget about this credit card debt? And now we're going to court. So oh I say gosh. all that to say, make sure you don't forget about your credit card, um, that you owe yeah. and that you don't end up in court against the credit card company because they will get their they, money. They way. will sue you, definitely. And you know what? I will tell people, you, these people just not going to let you, you know, take out money and completely forget. They're going to send you a bill. <laughs> They're going to call another you. Another bill. They gonna, another bill. They're going to, honey, they'll report it to the, um, what are the people, the uh, debt collector people. <laughs> So I know somebody was trying to reach out to her or somebody that she knew because by her being in college, I know she had to put somebody else down as a co-signer or someone that was a witness and that they could testify to her, you know, not being paid for a bill or whatever. But that is ridiculous. (laughs) I was just like, pay your bills, people. And I will (laughs) say this too, uh, (laughs) before you get to the T, you know, Credit card companies will sue you. And sometimes this information, depending on if it's a credit union, like a local credit union, they, this will run in like the newspaper. <laughs> That's crazy. Angelica. Depending on how the small newspaper. your town is, it will come out in the newspaper. And even the um, city officials, they run a report of all the local lawsuits, like divorces and, yeah. um, you know, lawsuits and all this stuff. It runs in a report. So your name is going to come up and somebody is going to find it. So somebody needs to keep their ear close to the streets, honey. So <laughs> I cannot keep your, people, keep your people out of jail. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think about that, but I was just laughing because I mean, it wasn't funny for her sake. She was really like, I cannot believe I did this, but they really, and like, she said like it had been 10 plus years. She had been out of college. So like they were still coming for her. Like they were like, we're getting her. So she didn't give the details on like, you know, the credit Mm -hmm. or who it was, but it started out with get ready for get ready today with me to go to court over my credit card debt. And I said, oh my gosh, I have to mention this in her podcast. Oh my gosh. So yeah, person as well. But um I think also speaking one last thing before you talk about uh your last little bit of tea is just know that family consumer science on our website, we do have all kinds of financial um publications, help all kinds of information, education that will help you. If you're looking for a free resource to kind of know where to start. I know we have two different publications that get really used a lot. Um, And one of them is when your income drops and it's a whole publication about where to find that information, uh, what to do when your income does drop and it gives you step-by-step to help you. And then just know that um, we do have income tax assistance, not in every county, there are some fax agents that do income tax assistance. And if you reached out to me or Angelica, we could definitely put you in contact with somebody that does do it during tax season. Mm-hmm. But it is called UGA VADA and it offers free tax help to people with moderate incomes, per- people with disabilities or um, limited English speaking taxpayers throughout Georgia. So or the elderly. So just remember that when it does come, I know taxes a little 
different than we're talking about credit, but they do go hand. We're all talking about finances and stuff like that. So just know that UGA Extension does have tons of free resources to help you get through some of this that um, if you are looking for that. But I think we should end with Angelica. I'm telling you that a budget is a financial plan. (laughs) Correct or incorrect? Um, That is actually incorrect. Mm -hmm. So um, a financial plan is much more than a budget. Although spending and savings are one of the major areas included in your plan, um, while there is certainly some overlap between a budget and a financial plan, we need to make sure that you're not confusing one for the other. So a budget is specifically designed to track your spending and saving habits, and it helps you become um, more efficient with your personal cash flow. A financial plan, on the other hand, encompasses all of the areas of your financial life. So it's from spending, saving, income, housing, insurance, estate plans, retirements, the whole nine. Your financial plan will pave the path to help with tough financial decisions and give you insight on how you can better manage each area with confidence. So it seems like a budget is more so like a small branch of your financial plan. Yeah. And I think that's good to end with because a lot of people don't really understand the difference between a budget and a financial plan because you can have a budget all day long but that doesn't mean you have a financial plan Um, so finding um, I know some local financial planners in my area so if you're in the Carroll area Carroll Heard Harrelson any of that area and you need help always reach out to me Um, Angelica can help you when you're closer to her area in Bartow Mm -hmm. um, more up north so she can definitely help you there but always know this podcast is just the surface of what we discuss and what we educate people on. If you ever need like more detailed one-on-one help, please reach out to either of us. We would love to help send you the resources, give you the education that you need. Um, Yeah. So that everybody's thriving in our communities because that's what we're all about. Yes. We want to make sure that you know what's in your wallet, honeys. (laughs) and um, that you know how to pretty much take care of yourself have that financial plan so you won't have to rely on anyone else Um, so if you ever need us give us a call we're here for you Um, and I think that's it for today for our podcast yes we will see you next time on our next topic so see you then bye